You're listening to Halloween, The Definitive Companion, with your host, my good friend, Daniel Krupa, and me, Gav Murphy. Today, we're stepping inside Michael Myers' home for a reality show produced by Buster Rhymes. No, we can't believe this is a Halloween film either. Trick or treat, motherfucker! (laughs) Daniel, what is the premise of Halloween Resurrection? Michael Myers finally kills Laurie Strode within the first 15 minutes of the film. The rest of the movie is spent killing teenagers who are spending the night in his family home on Halloween for a live webcast staged by Buster Rhymes. I think this is the worst film that we've watched so far. It is abysmal. I I think it's joyless. I think it's charmless. I think it's just a mess It's got an interesting first 15 minutes to to the point where that almost feels like a little self-contained film. Yeah, it feels like a little short film. Yeah, Yeah, that's true. The the actual film is all this house stuff with Buster Rhymes. It's a very odd sequence. I know makeup and hair exist, right? And I know people can do very good things with it. I think the makeup and hair on her in the asylum or wherever she's in, right? She looks like she does in Halloween 2018. And this is like 16 years before. This is fantastic. I thought it was really good. I was like, this is all really, really good. But the thing that I think is awful, mostly about this, is Buster Rhymes, is he for this stuff or is he against it? Because he seems to flip-flop all over the place. Because uh, he talks, and I think it's so cringeworthy, when he talks about, this is what the internet audience really wants. I know you're not like the others. You know you're not like the others. The others ain't nothing but a bunch of smart-ass, wise-cracking, posing wannabes. You are the real deal. Every existing element about you is what the internet audience really wants. I don't want to be famous. What do you mean you don't want to be famous? That's the American dream. You're the CEO of Dangertainment. And, but it doesn't... But then at the end, that speech he makes at the end, I, I think is one of the worst things in all of Halloween. Mr. Harris, would you like to make a statement? What can you tell us about Michael Myers? Michael Myers is not a soundbite, a spinoff, a tie-in, some kind of celebrity scandal. Michael Myers is a killer shark baggy-ass overalls that gets his kicks off of killing everything and everyone that he comes across. That's all. I'm done dancing for these cameras. Let's get out of here, Sarah. But how are you feeling right now? <laughs> how am I feeling now? You want to know how I'm feeling right now? Feel this. <laughs> And it's just all, every time that he speaks for longer than five seconds, he just speaks in the most like horribly broad cliches. And he just has, and they keep giving him these little speeches. Obviously a good presence, like he's a very famous rapper. I just, I just I was like, what the fuck well, is going on? You, Michael Myers, for the majority of this film, mm. barring the first 15 minutes, is reduced to a prop. Yeah. It doesn't occur. It, he is a prop to be put in a haunted house on Halloween night, literally. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. So how it connects, I think we've got to first focus on the prologue because mm. there's so much to talk about that is this really rich. It was always a cad's plan to make more of these. Yeah. I mean, we know that over the last 30 years, he just loves making these. Yes. And I think he had a honest conversation with Curtis where she wanted this finality to her storyline. And there's lots of rumors whether she was under contractual obligation to come back and do this or not. Apparently, the thing I've read most mm. is she wasn't contractually obligated to do this. Right. 
but she just wanted to come back and get it over with. Right, okay. And she just went, well, just kill me off so I can never come back. Right. And she does regard this film as a joke. Mm. So this was always the plan to have this kind of loophole at the end of H2O. I think it was written into the treatment that the audience was going away thinking she had killed Michael Myers. Yeah. But there was this loophole. And apparently even some of those scenes of him walking away at the school were filmed back on the set of H2O. Right, well, that would make sense, yeah. So it was always this plan that that's why at the end you've got him kind of reaching out to the mask as if in the original that you could years later when they followed it up would read it with the new significance that, oh, it was someone trying to speak to her. Yeah. And we find out it's because he crushed the larynx of her. He could still take the mask off, couldn't he? Yeah, he could have. I think if you took the mask off, then you would be... Unless, Probably not killing him. Yeah. It's, I think it's really... thing is, I feel really sorry for that actress at the beginning as well, because she's got to do a lot. They didn't tell you about Laurie Strode? No. You must have heard of her. Sister of Michael Myers. Michael Myers, the serial killer? Oh, well, you'll hear all the gossip soon enough. For now, let's just get... No, it. no, 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 wait. Tell me about her. She decapitated a man. <laughs> Why? Halloween, three years ago. 20 years after the first murders, her brother finally found her. Tracked her down to the school where she was working. Well, why didn't the paramedics say something? His larynx had been crushed. Fuck off, but. You feel really bad because you just go, well, he's somehow he's got to be alive, and we have seen his head get chopped off. I think it is. That, I think the thing that's really sad about it is it really undercuts what is a really fucking good ending in H two O. In the great tradition of Halloween, undercutting the ending of the previous yeah. film, but it really does because in your head canon, you would ignore this film for for multiple reasons. Yeah, but especially this because the last film was the end of that story when she goes and confronts Michael. We yeah. just said how brilliant, in the last episode, how brilliant that final scene is where she decapitates him. It's a really good film. Like, no, when you think no about it's that. just a joke. It kind of, yeah, it doesn't make any sense now. So. And it also makes what happens to Laurie next, presumably, really sad because she finds out she killed an innocent man. Yeah. She's no better than Michael. Yeah. She's a killer. Is it in her blood? So she has, well, this is a question. Is she genuinely catatonic and having psychological problems? Mm. But it seems like she's, been stashing her medication for ages and waiting for him because she knows he, she's banking on him coming again yeah i don't know i really don't it's know really what, unclear I, I don't know what the plan is there or she was catatonic at some point and then all of a sudden then she snapped out of it but she's obviously in a place so she's go right i'm gonna play along with this because i'm quite safe or i'm fucking because the moment they get to the roof it's almost as if she had this plan all along i don't know how she it feels like him, a plan doesn't it but she he just fortunately is standing in a trap which is just you know, again, we can suspend disbelief, but mm. it's just a... She's already a she. When have they yeah. let her go on the roof before? Well, there's just no way. Oh, well, I mean, she obviously can get out of that cell, though, somehow. He busts through. But she can obviously get out because she... Oh, no, she gets out like that way, yeah. Yeah. So she snares him. She's about to stab him. Yeah. And then, because obviously she's killed an innocent man before, she wants to check this time, and he pulls her off the side of the roof. Yeah. Big, dramatic, heroic swell of music. Mm. Quite romantic, almost. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then she kisses him. (laughs) 
I'll see you in hell. And then he kills her. So this is the death of Lois Strode. Yeah. It's not... I just think... I just don't... <laughs> it's so... It's such... Because I watch these back to back. I watched these back to back and what was it? Three years, four years between them actually coming out, right? So I guess you do get to have for four years, you do get to have this really lovely ending for the Halloween films. But then just to have this come out and it, it generally feels like there's no reason to do this mm. other than for money. It's interesting that this is the next one and they've not been brave enough or had the smarts to go reboot. Mm. Because you finished your main series, yeah. reboot seems more logical to do with the next one. Yeah, because the yeah, problem yeah. with the previous Michael Myers films has always been how do you have finality to an ending and yet bring him back? And yeah. a cad's always been paranoid that people won't think Myers is coming back after season of the witch. The subtitle of this film is literally resurrection. Yeah, he's back. He's back. Res who's resurrecting? Michael Myers. Yeah. The the title of the fourth film, well, four, five, and six always make great pains to have Michael Myers in the subhead. Yes. Because I think, again, after season The Witch, he's so burnt on people going, no, he's back. Is he still alive? He died November 11th, 2005. Oh, quite a while back. I'd love to, I'd love to speak to him. Wouldn't you like, because he's a really strange yeah. man. So he got to see H2O and he got to see Resurrection and then doesn't get to see... The new ones. Doesn't get to see the Rob Zombie ones or the Dave oh, yeah. Green ones. That's probably for the best because I think I read he was quite prudish so I wouldn't have liked probably the violence of the Rob Zombie ones. Do you think? Yeah, he was always very much like, let's return to Carpenter and keep it quite bloodless. Okay. Yeah, so a very odd opening 14, uh, 15 minutes. I don't necessarily mind how they stage it. I actually kind of weirdly okay with the kiss thing, even though it's kind of weird. I just wish the whole thing didn't exist at all. The whole film. Oh, yeah, definitely the whole film. <laughs> but especially the first... Well, especially the bit that comes after. Yeah. Because how does the, the next bit connect? It doesn't. doesn't. It's just a little short film that's the start of the thing, yeah. Yeah, it's like an hour and 15 minutes. The mood setter. Weirdly, and it's nothing like the rest of the film, so... I think we call this section how it connects. I think the next bit spectacularly doesn't connect. No. Because what you now have, you have a Halloween film or franchise without Loomis... Without Laurie. Yeah. So he's going after just kids that are in his house. Yeah. So the only consistency is Michael and 45 Lampkin Lane. Absolutely, So yeah. this one does feel so disconnected from the rest of the series. I think what it does, strangely, because this is Rick Rosenthal coming back. He did Halloween 2 and then he came back for this, which is interesting because if you look at, I guess, Halloween H2O and this would be the second one of this kind of sequel year... What I think is really strange is we talked about this a lot where it feels like a lot of the films that get made fundamentally misunderstand what we actually love about Halloween. And mm. this one really does that because what is Michael Myers? He's literally nothing. He's just there to be killing all these kids in, that are just in his house. Mm. And I just think that's really strange that someone like Rick Rosenthal, who you think, okay, he's been part of the- They're part of the Carpenter group originally. Yeah. But I think what's really odd is- doesn't this feel so different to Halloween H2O? Yeah. Like Even, in tone, in the way that people talk, it, this feels cheap to me. It's garish. Yeah. Loud. Also, it's more horribly dated because it's more positioned within a time and place than H2O even is. Yeah, absolutely. 
And we'll, we'll obviously get on to what some of those elements are. Mm. I think misunderstanding what people liked is fundamentally the problem of this film. Absolutely. Let's talk about The Mask. I think it's the one good thing about it. Yeah, I th- absolutely. <laughs> it's the one good thing about this movie. Yeah. I do think it does the same thing again where the eye holes are too high. And that is something I'm going to be looking out for now because I've realized that that is a thing that I don't like about them. It's too much hair in some shots for me. Like it comes out almost like a weird afro. Yeah. Um, Particularly in the hospital at the beginning. Yeah. It's not styled very well, I don't think. But the shading around the nostrils and the mouth is incredible. I think that's really, really good. When he actually starts killing people, I think it just looks ace. Mm. I think it's really, really good. I've written here, annoyingly, I really like it. Yeah. It's the film saving grace, yeah. It's the one good thing about it, and it is very well liked in the community as well, online. That's good. It's a big fan favorite. Mm. One very funny moment, I don't know if you spot yourself, it's like two frames. Mm. You know when he's got Laurie and they're hanging off the building at the beginning? Yeah. I'll show you this later if you've not seen it. Okay. There's a bit where he's stabbing her in the back, yeah. and she looks up to him, and it's a split second. It kind of goes in on itself oh. and stretches oh. and it pulls like a little stretchy face. Weird. It looks really bad. Weird. Yeah, I think it looks great. I think it looks really, really good. You know what? This film needed something going for it. Yeah, because it doesn't got much else, is it? Bloody hell. Um, but I think it gets a lot of the stuff that we've said that a lot of the other ones we, get wrong. They guess it really right. Are we putting it high? I, I think we got to. Okay, so what have we got currently? So bottom of the pile, yeah. five. Shite. Massive neck. Four, yeah, blank featureless. Then we said H2O, but that's kind of the combined experience of all of them. Yeah. Got two, the Mingy one under Hill's bed. Mm-hmm. Six, we went high with. Yeah. And then obviously Number one, one yeah. on top, as always. I would genuinely... You're going to do it. I would put it... I can't, I'm, no. Not I'm, above six? I wouldn't put this above six. Oh. I do think it's good. But I wouldn't put it above six. Could it thread between six and two? I would. I. I don't know. I think it either goes better than two, isn't it? Because two's yeah, it is better than two. So I, two's I, I would, like one, but someone sat on it. Because I was gonna say that this would go in between six and two for me. Oh, uh, sorry, would go in between two and H two O. But actually, yeah, I think this could go higher. Two. So I think it could go one six resurrection. Cool. Right. So we got a new we got a new order here. Whoa. Bloody hell. Someone's Whoa. Gonna, someone's gone to He's got he's gone top three. He's gone Whoa. top three. And then pumpkin is his own thing. Yeah. So where we go in? So we've got sort from um, bottom. Yeah. Five, then four, then H2O, then two, then resurrection, six, one. Awesome. That's good. Well, it's, it's changing up these days, isn't it? But also I'm really that's what I mean. Like you might get a film that is utter shite, but Got a really good mask. But day one meeting one was mask. They saw the mask. They thought it was really good. Well done. Michael Myers. Born October 19th, 1957. Killed his older sister October 31st, 1963. Killed three high school students October 31st, 1978. Also killed three nurses and a paramedic same night. Performance-wise then, tell you what, the head tilt does not look good on a shadow. No. It's not the same, is it? 
In this, we get a shadow head tilt and a first-person head tilt. Yeah, at least we go back to a bit first-person through the camera stuff. So at least with Michael for some of it. Yeah. Uh, I found this really hard one. Again, it doesn't feel like a character to me anymore. No. He's just a means to kill these kids really quickly. Well, I think as well. I don't feel as much to comment on with his performance. Well, I, I think as well, a perfect example of that is the fact that for a lot of the time, they, they've got just got Buster Rhymes as him. And I, I genuinely think there should be rules that you should stick by. And it was like, no matter who is wearing that mask, they never talk. Because I think once uh. you see someone talking, particularly when it's Buster Rhymes, who has a big cartoon voice, once you see someone talking through that mask, it really spoils how scary that that, that mask can be. Because now, when I look at it, I just think of... And I know he doesn't do the Kung Fu stuff with the mask on, but now all I can think of is Buster Rhymes doing that stupid Kung Fu noise. With I Michael hate the Rhymes. fact that that's even a sentence you're uttering on this podcast. I know, it's awful. But I think, like, for me, that shows how utterly joyless this film is. I think he thinks it's really fun, doesn't it? Oh, but I hate it. Again, you see too much Michael. Mm. In those scenes where they're walking around, the bit where he talks to Michael with the mask on. Oh, shit, man! Charlie, where the fuck you been at, man? Don't you know we've been looking all over this motherfucker for you? And why the hell you dressed like me anyway? I ain't telling you to be Michael Myers. I'm playing Michael Myers. If them kids come around and see us dressed up in the same shit, you're going to ruin the whole effect. God damn it. What the hell is wrong with you? They hold that for ages. Yeah. And the fact that they have Michael just walking away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hate it. It's, it doesn't make any sense. It's as if Michael Myers not killing him right there and then. Yeah, it's really odd, isn't it? Why, why does that happen? I think it. this plays it is a comedy, no? It has to be a yeah. comedy. You have to watch this as a comedy. I don't know how else you could watch this. Yeah, It's not smart enough to be a post-Scream horror film. Which is weird because it comes so far after Scream and so far after H2O. And these feel all like facsimiles of Scream characters. Mm. Like these kind of teenage kids. But there's absolutely nothing to any of them. And because this yeah. is post Scream, they almost they almost take what Randy says and write these into characters. Yeah. You've got the super horny guy. Yeah. You've got the really bookish girl. Yeah. Who actually surprises you because she's the one who takes her kit off. Yeah. It's almost so by numbers. Yeah. I do think in some scenes though, the purpose and the confidence is back, and he's walking with that, and then he, I mean, he walks through a fucking door, he smashes his way through a door. Mm. I threw a mirror. I do kind of like that. I like when he smashes through the mirror as well. What, do you know what's really strange as well? Is, you know, for some of the stunts, it was Kane Hodder, who famously played like Jason Voorhees in there. Yeah. Isn't that really strange having that in? You'd think that, again, you think that'd be a rule. Be like, Kane, you ain't fuck, you can't play Michael Myers, but you can play. These you, days, it's Ghostface. Yeah. It's Jason. Isn't that really strange? You'd think there'd be like more of like a strange rivalry between the studios yeah. and actors and stuff like that. Be like Ronaldo's like you're not allowed to go to City. You can, you're going back to United. It'd be great for morale. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's Janet Lee. Can we just <laughs> no, let's not get Janet Lee back again, please? There are some bits that I do think, and we we'll come talk about the kills and stuff in a minute. But there, I do think genuinely, for me, this isn't the worst performance that we've seen because even though really I had no connection to it at all, because I, th I think the mask is really good and that and that carries it really well, but. I do think that the purpose and the confidence that has been missing through quite a lot of them is back a little bit in this. So you want to be on Dangertainment? Let's see what you got. <laughs> All right, let's do stupidest decision. <sighs> Laurie not taking the mask off quicker. Yep. Because you know what? 
as much as I groaned when I saw the sort of retconning of how Michael is alive, right? As much as I groaned. But it does actually play a part in her demise because she looks at him and it has a flashback to her thinking about... It has a flashback to also something she's never seen, by the way. Uh, but it has that weird flashback to her sort of, okay, I'm remembering, oh, okay, it was actually a ambulance man or fucking cop or whatever I killed, right? That's a good point. How long did she get to bask in the glory of killing Michael Myers before she found her. out it's a paramedic? Yeah. Oh, f- Who told her? I'm not I'm telling her. You tell her. Fuck it, I'm not telling her. She's she's having a beer talking about how she killed Michael Myers. Yeah, yeah. She's just walking around. Da, 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 da. She's like, easy, easy. Happy Halloween. <laughs> she's off her chops. Yeah, yeah. Before and then at what point they go, Lori, mate. I'm really sorry, but we're actually gonna have to arrest you because you've killed an innocent yeah. man with three kids. It's really, it's really bad. <laughs> and also, not only that, you've got to go to a mental asylum now. Yeah. Um, not only that, Michael Myers is still alive. He's and, still alive, and you've got some. And we actually don't know where he is. So a lot going on, a lot to take in. I'm really sorry we let you go to the pub because <laughs> you are rat ass. And I have to lock you up, I'm really sorry. But I, do, I, you know, I did kind of like that idea. But I think like her, yeah, her not being quick at taking the mask off is my stupidest that one. She'll probably be alive. Uh, my stupidest one is letting Buster Rhymes write his own dialogue. Yeah. Because <laughs> apparently he tested really well. People in screens that. loved him. And it almost gave the production team and the director's confidence to let him go a bit. They added more Buster Rhymes. He was meant to die, I think. So he gets more lines. He gets more screen time. Wow. He gets some great lines. Chicken fried, motherfucker. Brilliant. Michael Myers is a killer shark in a baggy ass overalls. Brilliant. Him just being into Kung Fu and watching Kung Fu and then he's really good at Kung Fu later on. There's an interview with Rick Rosenthal where he's... He said he thinks that's a great payoff for the audience. What? He genuinely says, oh, what's good about that is early in the film, you see him watching Kung Fu. And at the end, he can do Kung Fu, which I think would be very satisfying for the audience. It's not. It's fucking awful. But also, he doesn't even look like he's that good at Kung Fu. No. Because if you watch someone do Kung Fu, it doesn't mean you can do Kung Fu. All of those is really baffling choices. And it's very much of the time. I wonder if there's this appeal to a cad who at that time probably wasn't a young man. No. That this will make the franchise more current, yeah. more contemporary, more popular with a younger demographic. And yeah. therefore it means you can make another five of them. It's, it, for me, I don't know. I just, I, I would have even thought. What was I in 2002? How was I in 2002? Was I 17? Yeah. Yeah. So 17, 18 in 2002 when I when I saw this film. I wouldn't have been into that then. Like no. I, would have, I would have knew, I would have known it was shit back then. And I, because I feel like what young people can do is they can see through bullshit. And I feel like that is entirely, but his performance is entirely bullshit. LL Cool J, another rapper, famous rapper who's in the film before this, right? I thought his character was generally good. It's a good performance. Yeah. Of a character didn't have much to do, but it's the com- it's the comedic relief in that movie. Absolutely. So yeah. He's bickering with his wife and he's writing yeah. a screenplay. It's fun. Yeah. We didn't really talk about it in the last episode. No. But it is quite good. Yeah. Whereas I almost think whether that's been a template from the last one, it's like, let's get a contemporary a rapper. rapper. But then they oh let him God. do Kung Fu, write yeah. his own dialogue. Yeah, there's there's probably like something to be said for rapper as shortcut to kids because uh, we watched it together but we watched that um m night Shyamalan film where the kids go visit the parents is it called the parents or the grandparents or whatever the fuck it's called mm. i thought that was a generally a good film i will never watch that film again because the little kid in it raps and it's not played as a joke it is played that he's really good at rapping and it was baffling scene absolutely baffling scene and i can't i'd love to watch that film again 
But I started watching the other day and I remembered it was in it. And I was like, oh, I've switched it off now because I can't watch this. Yeah, I don't think there's any point in 20 years down the line me and you still doing this that we go, actually, we should open episodes with raps. With raps, yeah. Yeah, you know where you, know, where you do the premise? Can't be in the form of a rap. <laughs> I mean, I'd, I'd listen to it. I'll do that for the next episode. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah, I... I don't get it. I just really don't get it. And I, like, I love Buster Rhymes. He's got some absolute bangers. Do I think that it translates to him being an actor in this? I also no. think it, maybe there's another horror film that is really garish and loud mm. and it doesn't work, but it exists and makes sense. Yeah. This is so at odds with the tone of Halloween. Yeah. And I know Halloween, we've said recently, especially between four onwards, it gets kicked around tonally. Yeah. And what it focuses on. This is so deeply at odds with the original. Yeah, and I, oh, that's the, the only thing as well is when you get stuff like that, when you get characters like this in it, this is also now after Scary Movie. And I almost think that Buster Rhymes' character is more at home in Scary Movie than he is in this. Yeah, bang on. And I think, well, I think quite a lot of this film is more at home in Scary Movie than it is in this. You obviously should be able to make a film without having to think about what's come before it and stuff like that, but he should be in Scary Movie. It's awful. It's also the way that he acts around Michael Myers completely robs Michael Myers of any presence at all. Absolutely. Because it's not scary if you nope. think you can try Kung Fu out on him for the first time. <laughs> That's a stupid decision, is letting him write his own dialogue. Yeah, I mean, I mean. I've got, I've got one more stupid. Okay, go on. If you've got a Palm Pilot, mm. why are you not using it to ring the police rather than DM with your online boyfriend for help? Oh my God, that entire thing. Why should not ring ring up the police? Yeah. Just ring them up and say, come to this house right now. I know where I am. Also, come help me. There's no one else doing it. No one at the either. parties. No one's ass doing it either. No one at the party. They're all just watching it. When because there's a good period of time where they know it's going properly wrong. Yeah. Why don't you go? Some of you go there now. Yeah. Well, I think that's the thing where the makers of the film obviously had no idea how to handle it because they were like, right, we've set up all these cameras and stuff. But actually, if people are just dying on camera and we're seeing them, then it's all going to shit because they so they keep having to set up ways for people to miss the kills all yeah, the time. Yeah, or people are just going to think it's... They're meant to think it's fake. Yes. Like, and to be fair, Buster Rhymes and... Tyra Banks yeah. have set up loads of fake stuff in the house. Correct, yeah, yeah. So there is an air of unreality to it. Yeah. But what's really strange is there are three-person production team. One of them gets killed before the show even starts, ages before it starts, and they just kind of go, yeah, well, it's fine. Yeah. And then he shows up later on, apparently, dressed up as Michael Myers, in, and he's not meant to be. He's just meant to be a runner, whoever the fuck he's meant to be. So it's really strange that he then... that. Buster Rhymes assumes that that is Charlie. Yeah. And you're just like, what? You're not having a production meeting before you start. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Yeah, that doesn't make sense at all. I think we've got we've got to give the stupidest decision to... Because I don't want to say having Buster Rhymes in a full stop. I just think... Letting him write his own dialogue. Yeah, letting him write his own dialogue and just giving him absolute free range just to go off on it. I think he's probably got the most dialogue in the film. Yeah, Has Motherfucker been in the series before as a word? I don't think so. I don't think Sam has not been saying that, has he? I was never in it again because I've used it too much now. Come on, back it up. Let's go. Wow. Looking a little crispy over there, Mikey. Like some chicken fried, motherfucker. Well, may he never, ever rest in peace. Scariest moment? I don't have them, man. 
I've got one okay. that I actually think is, I mean, I don't think it's up there with the best. Yeah. But there's a bit when they first get to the house before going in for the show. Mm. Sarah looks through the window. Yeah. Michael's just there looking at her. Right. And he's just staring out. And I kind of like that moment because what I said on H2O, Michael Myers don't give a shit if you see him. No. It's his house as well. He's allowed yeah, to be in yeah. there. And it's just this kind of bit where he doesn't even try and hide. She no. just makes eye contact with him and it's just the mask, broad daylight looking through a window out at her. Yeah. And I just thought it's quite a nice reversal because everything you've ever seen with Michael Myers before is him looking into houses. Yeah, that's good. And you've gone back to his house. like, yeah, I'm in. Yeah, I'm in the house. Um, it, I mean, it's such a slight moment and it's the thing that I could grasp onto as slightly scary. Yeah, I think I'd go for that because I think the thing about this film is it doesn't go like all in on the concept of this found footage thing or the concept of this house. Yeah, it's not really found footage, even though it flirts with the idea of yeah. doing it in that style. Because it doesn't really, it doesn't go all in on it. And I don't know if it would have been better if it did. I don't know if like, as soon as they get into the house, it, it, from that point on, it is all found footage. I don't know if that plays better or not, because the thing that I don't, the thing that really annoys me, I get that you need to have these shots outside of Tyra Banks and of Buster Rhymes, right? But then inside the house, half of it is shot, like found footage, and then half of it is shot normally. So then what you get is you get these shots of them, of the found footage, then you get these shots that do not exist in that world. Mm. So it's like, I don't understand where I'm meant to go with this. Yeah, I think that's a really good point because it does. It never commits to that idea. No. You know the original subtitle? I don't think it was ever going to be the original title, but you know what one of the working titles was? What? It was michaelmyers.com. Shut the fuck up. And one of the reasons maybe why they didn't use it is Akkad didn't own michaelmyers.com. You're joking. I think that dated from a much earlier draft of it where this idea was introduced of doing a webcast. Right. Weirdly, you know the webcast stuff? Yes. The idea of doing an online-only stream mm. feels really dated at that time. Yeah. Whereas I think if they did it now, it would actually make more sense. Yeah. Because doing that sort of thing exists more commonly. Well, I think... And normally. So this could be on Twitch and it would be much more normal for something like this to exist as internet programming. Not back in 2002. Well, I think that's the really odd thing. I guess like around that time, you would have had like Big Brother was already, had already been massive and gone. Like, it would be on broadcast TV. Yeah. It's the online dimension right, okay, to this to yeah, me yeah. where... Reality TV, absolutely. But it just being a webcast put on by a small production mm. company. Whereas now, obviously, you could do that quite easily. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I can, I, I can kind of see that. I think, that. yeah, the fact that they're doing it as a webcast back in 2002 makes it also feel horribly dated. Yeah. that's Because that's the thing that keeps taking me out of it is, and it really reminds me of this other film. Uh, have you seen The Last Exorcism? Um, no, but I know what you're referring to. Yeah, so it, it's a, a found footage film about the Last Exorcism, right? It's like produced by Eli Roth. And the, it's a really interesting film. And I do think it has good stuff about it. But that is a found footage film up until the last third. And then as soon as, as, soon as the third act starts, it's just, they just forget it's a found footage film. And I was watching that film going, this is so interesting the way they've done it. But they've obviously, they're not good enough filmmakers to go, oh, we need to do a really satisfying final final act but also as found footage and it just goes into full thing mm. and like i remember watching that film in the cinema uh, with a q a with eli roth afterwards and i did generally i was one of those nerds it was before i worked at ign or anything and i asked like was what was the decision for that and he got really fucking uppity about it because his his answer was well it's a film I, like you shouldn't but i was like i just felt like it took me out of it a little bit i wish I there was mean, audio of that we could put in i just don't so know why funny. you commit certain formal conventions if you don't care about them yeah. it's like writing a sonnet and then getting Getting going, oh, only yeah. fourteen lines can it be? And I just find the whole I, I find the whole thing just really disjointed. Then 
when you're when, like sonnet or not <laughs> i find that whole thing just really really disjointed yeah i mean because it keeps cut, it keeps cutting from these like first person little camera things to then just full well that's what i'm saying it's like if you're gonna go with a thing commit to it yeah and give yourself over to the formal conventions of that subgenre yeah whereas this doesn't even get doesn't get any mileage from it being footage it really does like none of that home cam stuff feels good or interesting no it almost now exists in the final film just as a way that deckard can that's see right. what's going yeah, on and help yeah. her that know, is why it's there. You know, they don't. What's weird that they don't meet in the film. Yeah, they were doing the original ending, which they changed because Buster Rhymes was so good. So that Deckard guy never meets her. Isn't that really strange? Yeah. Well, this so that yeah, I watched all the alternative endings after it, and I did read a thing. I don't know if it's true or not. It's really hard with all this stuff going back in it. You know what's true and what's not. But apparently, they did want to ship out the film with four different endings. So like Cluedo. Like, because you watch Cluedo or Clue, if you're American. If you watch that, there are different endings, but they just sent out to loads of different things. Produced by Deborah Hill. Was it? There you go. So imagine this going out with those different endings. Unfortunately, some of the endings are shite. Yeah, they're this not like, massively different. Like, Deckard just comes to save her in one bit. There's a CSI ending. Where he comes out of a manhole. Where he comes out of a ha- manhole somehow. It's bonkers. But I, I do kind of like the idea. But it just does... Again... It can't commit to it because it doesn't know what it, the film fundamentally does not know what it wants to be. And what is what are all those endings? It's a cad saying he is alive. Yeah, I have to tell you that he is alive, so it, you'll know there'll be one coming in two years' time. Yeah. Hey, how's it going? You've got to be kidding me. Another one? It's your lucky night. You got a celebrity. Ooh, let me get my autograph book. I'm not kidding. It's Michael Myers. What? Get me a copy of that autograph. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Greg, me How many killings in Halloween Resurrection? More than H2O, we've got 10 kills. All of them are Michael with just two off screen. Yeah. Big into this. Absolutely big into this. There's one I think that stands out for me and I think it's fantastic. Go for it. Uh, it's Charlie being murdered with a tripod. Mm. I think it's great. Very sharp tripod. So good. Little nod to Peeping Tom, which I had to watch when, uh, when I did when I was sort of at film school. It, it was I was at, I did film, but it wasn't a film school. You know when we worked at IGN on Oxford Street? Yeah. You know there was that pub we used to go to with the little walkway that connected the two streets? Oh, yeah. The one that George Orwell used to drink at? Yeah. That's the pub from Peeping Tom. Is it? Yep. I Because remember when we watched that, everybody else liked it and I wasn't I wasn't a fan. Well, it's big in... Some people regard it as one of the... Like a proto-slasher. Yeah. It's a lot of POV killing. Uh, but I thought I thought the the kill, the kill with a tripod is really good. You do get sharp tripods. Yeah. That. I think it's very sharp. To is that more for like when it's on mud? Yeah, I guess so. And outdoor terrain. Yeah. Rather than... Yeah. I, I'm very happy to give that the award. The only one I put in was... I do like the simple head crush of Jim. Yeah, it's cool. I didn't know if that was a reference to the blood coming out of Michael's eyes in two, which was also Rick Rosenthal. I'd like Rudy getting pinned to the door like Bob. Yeah. 
Oh, that's really good kill, that is, yeah. And also because he's a chef killing him with his, the tools of his trade. Yeah, I yeah. Thought, I thought all that stuff for Rudy having a lot of, like, chef nutrition banter. That's really <laughs> odd. Because there's a bit in that fight scene where he kind of immobilizes Michael Myers by throwing herbs in his face. You should try a little less protein in your diet, you know? Control some of that grip, huh? <laughs> so weird, wasn't it? There's a line where he says, little less protein in your diet. Yeah. He's almost this weird, he's a big nutritionist solving all problems, mental and physical. Well, this is the thing I, I, I couldn't work out. And I don't know if it wasn't, I wasn't just paying attention. What's the deal with that fennel? The fennel's fresh. Oh, I don't know. Was that meant to be a clue? Because I was like, why is the fennel? Because he makes a really huge deal about the fact that the, he's like, smell now, the fennel smells fresh. And in my head, I was it's like. being bought as a prop. It's like, has it just been bought as a prop? Well, set dressed. But why, why, why do they need fennel in the cupboards? So I guess that I guess that isn't a good idea. I, I get that is probably what it is. But in my head, I was like, is that suggesting that Michael's been living there and he's buying and he's buying fennel? He loves fennel. <laughs> what a weird thing to all have. that stuff about Rudy. What that is for me, anyway, is we've got an hour and fifteen minutes with these characters. Mm. We don't have time for characterization. I just need to give him a very prominent quirk, chef man. Yeah, just something to his character that yeah. stops him just being a name. Yeah. I, that is a good kill to be. Do you know what? I actually really like Jen's kill as well. Only for the function for me. One, it's good because he fucking chops her head off. With a knife. With like a, a knife. A, so that's axe. pretty cool. And it rolls down and I think the head generally is quite good. But also for me, the scene that directly precedes it is the scene where Freddy has... It basically, it's been established that there are going to be two Michael Myers mm. walking around. And the th I, w I was like, I can't be asked for all this stuff of people walking around not knowing if it's real Michael Myers or not. But uh, like th these kids, because they've just, because Freddie's switched off the cameras, told them to all switch off their cameras. And then he's told them like, what's going on? Oh, I'm actually going to be walking around as Michael Myers, do whatever you want, blah, blah, blah. He then, they then see Jen get murdered. So for me, I think that's a really interesting thing because then you just go, oh, thank God, I don't have to put up with him walking around pretending he's thing. But also, that's another thing as well. I know, like, his plan was to kind of, I guess, sort of prank them a little bit into thinking that Michael Myers was real by having this Michael Myers coming up. Like, what's the plan there? And then also, when they decide to turn on him and hit him, he's like, switch off your camera, switch off your camera. Is this not the thing that you wanted to happen, mm. which is something action-packed? I assumed best case, gonna be best, best case scenario, they just run away. Yeah. And they cut the broadcast because, but then you've got to also think that they might fight back. Yeah. And you might and get they fucked do. up. They beat shit out of him. But that's the thing. He's like, switch off your cameras, switch off your cameras. Uh, and then he's like, look, I'm really sorry, but it's all fucking fake or whatever. But because it would have been boring otherwise. I was like, yeah, it would have been fucking boring otherwise. Well, just have actors. Just have actors in it. Because I know, I guess the mm. thing, the thing that Stage I, the whole thing, the thing that I was kind of thinking, I thought was quite good was it reminded me of a little bit of like the Blair Witch Project. I remember reading quite a lot of things about the Blair Witch Project because I was obsessed with it. I remember reading that the cast and the crew had very little contact other than through notes, mm. and they would, and towards the end, they were leaving them less and less food and things like that. So they kind of were really preying on the crew were trying to manipulate the cast a little bit. And I kind of like that here. But also at the same time, what is the end game here? 
because you're not going to murder them. They are real people, so presumably they're going to fight back. And then they, when they do fight back, and you get a really cool scene, the best scene of that webcast, by the way, you then tell them to switch off the camera. And then it comes back, and nothing has happened, and Michael's gone. How are you explaining that to that audience? And when it comes back on, all the audience at the party are like, yeah, it's back on. You're not just wondering what the fuck just happened. Because the last shot that you saw was four people beating the shit out of Michael Myers. Next one, don't know where he is. Also, from working okay. online, if your feet goes down, a lot of us people are bouncing. 100%. They're not sitting around just waiting for it to come back on. Yeah, absolutely. Although I guess there wouldn't have been much on that then. I don't know. Well, they were all getting boozed up at a party. They go into that office. Mm. That guy's about to get off with that girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's more interested in watching the webcast. I mean, he is minging, to be fair, so I can I know, see that. yeah. But there we go. It's, uh, it's a bit of <laughs> But, yes, yeah, so it's best kill then. Spiky tripod. Spiky tripod? Oh, let's, go, let's go spiky tripod. <laughs> Sarah, other than the fact that her scream can break glasses, oh, again a cartoon. Why? Why is that a thing? I, I generally kind of like. I generally kind of like her. Yeah, I mean, I've got I've got to the point now where I can't watch scenes of girls in sitting in class giving smart answers, no. and then they just. I don't know. She's quite boring, though. Yeah, that's the only thing. She's quite boring. Well, I think this is the only thing, and because she has zero connection to any of it, I kind of don't care. Well, that's the big problem with a lot of this film is all these people are unconnected to Michael Myers, the yeah. mythos, which I like. Yeah. And so without that, without this kind of regard for Michael Myers as a thing, yeah, I just don't, it's pointless watching it for me. Yeah, absolutely. There's one thing I did read that did sound kind of interesting, but I think it was overruled and it's kind of this very self-aware thing is yeah. obviously the film very clearly positions Sarah as this virginal bookish girl in the tradition of Laurie. Yeah. But what the film was going to do was going to switch it at the last minute. Mm. So it's the other character. It's um, Jen, mm. who you think is the sexualized character. Basically, Jen is the one that's going to survive. And right. Sarah gets okay, killed. Yeah. So it kind of wrong foots you as an audience because you think, oh, Sarah is definitely going to be the final girl. She's got all the traits. Do that. At least do something a little bit different. Yeah. But apparently that was overruled by execs. Really? See, I thought what was going to happen was not quite like Curse. You know, in Curse, when they're doing the radio transmission and then it revealed that the guy now lives in the Strode house. Mm. I thought what was going to happen was Sarah was somehow related. Yeah. And, she and it was, and it was, she doesn't know though. And it was going to be revealed in the webcast. That's good. Or so, they find something. Or they find something or something like that. So yeah, they, maybe they find something in the house. That would have been really good. But I thought basically at some point in that webcast, they were they were going to go, oh yeah, and by the way, she is related. and she, But she doesn't know. Because then what that does, it gives you loads of motivation for why Michael is killing these people. That would be good. Imagine if you were going through the family album and you found a picture of yourself as a child. Yeah. Well, there is a deleted scene where they're going through a photo mm. album. So that would have been perfect. Because then you go, holy shit, that's me. <gasps> Why didn't I do that? That would have been great. Um, in this section, we should also talk about Buster Rhymes, but I can't be honest. How am I feeling now? Want to know how I'm feeling right now? Feel this. I guess then, his motivations. I mean, we've just come up 
with a better motivation there than is in this film. I think this film also plays a bit of a dangerous game because it kind of gives him a lot of fake motivations. Yeah. Which I think if you know the series, you would hope are bullshit as they're being relayed to you as a viewer. Yeah. But for a good amount of time, and you talked about the picture book that was cut, and mm. we also see the little kid's chair with the chains yeah. on it, that you are dangerously creating a lot of sympathy for Michael Myers. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, ultimately reveal that's all just props and that's facade. But without that, then what we're left with isn't, for me, this isn't the mysterious, oh, what is Michael Myers? It's just killing, he's just killing people because you need him to kill people. Yeah. And it's inconvenient to him. He's in, he just likes that house. He's living in a tunnel below the house as well. So is he saying that, because he's killed Laurie Strode, he's that, done his, that his work is done and he goes back home and they've turned his house into the Big Brother house and he's fucking yeah. pissed off about it. Yeah, because he's gone home, what's this, four years later? Mm. And he's just been in a tunnel beneath his house eating rats. Yeah. Well, so this again, right? Because they're like, they start talking, they keep finding different stuff in the house. And they find that like high chair, which has chains and stuff mm. like that on it. So it's implied that either he was tortured or they were, they had to keep him from being evil by putting him in the thing. And there's a photo in the photo booth deleted where he's in that high chair. Exactly. So, because you see that, what is it? High chair, right? And you just go, oh shit, he was mistreated as a child and that's given him a little bit of motivation. Oh, I'm starting to feel sorry for him. But then there's loads of other fake stuff that happens. Like they find like all the body parts and says made in Taiwan on it. Mm. But- Without that deleted scene, you would then assume, oh, all that stuff is bullshit. I think but actually, is. that thing is real. What, the high chair? The high chair is real. No, or you I, think the photo album is bullshit as well? I think it's all bull. Right, okay. I yeah. think all of it is bull. Right. Apart okay. from the room that they find where he's been living. Right. I think he has been living there. He has been living there. We know there. he's okay, in the yeah, house, yeah. and I think he's been living in that tunnel eating rats. Let's do but, that. Yeah. I, I'm really up for doing that, because otherwise, what is that other stuff? Like? Well, there's also um, an early trailer for this movie, which... I don't like what it means, but I think it's kind of well done because one, I find old home movie stuff quite creepy to watch anyway. So there is a trailer where it shows old uh, Myers family footage. What? So you see little Laurie, you see Judith, Judith like playing with little Laurie. And over the course of this footage, which is a little bit like the footage that you see in David Fincher's game, right. is Michael becoming more and more distant Ooh. from the family unit. At the end, it ends with this really crass shot of him just having big mad eyes. But... There are these lovely shots where he's just facing the wall, a la Blair Witch. Ah, oh, Blair Witch. So they're it? just playing in the garden, and Michael is in the corner looking at a wall. Ah, oh, yes, please. which is a really that haunting image. But I also don't really, I don't mind the idea of Michael as a child, kind of early signs of him being different. Mm. I'm not down, and we'll get onto this next week. Not down with the, the the idea that he was made a monster. Right. Okay. Yeah. That he was abused by his parents. Uh -huh. I, I just got no truck with that as a concept for Michael Myers. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what? I'm going to get through these next two because I know what's coming after it and I'm excited, but I, I'm not looking forward to watching them again. I, I think it's going to be hard. It is going to be hard. But that, by the by, is Michael Myers pure evil in Halloween Resurrection? Buster Rhymes, I quote, says... Michael Myers is... To quote the great Buster Rhymes. The great wordsmith, Buster Rhymes. He says... Tomorrow night, Halloween, live in front of the whole entire internet universe, you six will enter the birthplace of evil in its purest form. The childhood home of our most brutal mass murderer, Michael Myers. 
you can't argue with Buster. I mean, Will is the thing. He's a fucking moron, Daniel. So I am arguing with him. And I'm saying, also I'm saying Buster Rhymes in the film is a moron. Freddie is a moron. Mm. Buster Rhymes, the person, is not a moron. He's incredible. But what I am saying is Freddie in the film is a fucking moron. And I will not agree with him, which means Michael Myers isn't pure evil. There you go. Trick or treat, motherfucker. On the next episode, we're delving deep into the psychology of Michael Myers in Rob Zombie's part reboot, part remake. The Definitive Companion is made by RKG. We make podcasts and videos about things we love, including manifestations of pure evil. If you'd like to find out more, visit patreon.com forward slash RKG.